Welcome to What is Sacred, a podcast exploring the shadows and light of our life experiences and how we find meaning in them. My name is Kayla Shaw. And I'm Brooke Alexander. And we are your hosts. Thank you so much for listening. We are honored to have you here. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this episode of What is Sacred? Today, we will be diving into pleasure and sexual intimacy. We all have such different introductions and experiences throughout our sexual journeys and our journeys pleasuring ourselves, and we want to spend some time diving into that today. Yeah, it seems like an important topic to speak on, and we're definitely excited to share about it because, you know, sex is a beautiful thing. It can be a very empowering, pleasurable thing, and I know that Brooke and I have both done a lot of work to get to a place where sex is empowering and it is pleasurable and we do feel good in our bodies. Yeah, when Kayla and I talked about diving into this topic, it inspired me to look back on a paper that I wrote for a gender and relationships college class and essentially it was about my introduction to sex and intimacy and relationships and for me that was a very abrupt introduction. I grew up hearing lots of sexual noises coming from my parents' relationship, and it was confusing, and it presented sex in a way that was loud, and that was, ah, uh, mysterious yeah, and mysterious, kinda icky. And- icky. Yeah, and... I remember being so tormented by my own curiosity of these sounds and trying to make sense of them. And at that point, just about at the end of elementary school, beginning of middle school, not really having any personal experience to align those sounds with. And for me, I first found and made sense of those sounds in pornography. I was introduced to porn at a very young age and It was interesting to witness the people in porn and feel like, oh, that kind of aligns with what I grew up hearing and seeing and experiencing. Yeah, I had a similar experience where as a kid hearing those noises and not knowing what they were and feeling really troubled by them. And I remember like begging on the wall of my parents for being (laughs) like, stop it, stop it. And uh, yeah, weird times. but um. Then, like, eventually, I remember looking through my dad's desk one day and finding a pornographic DVD, and I remember, like, crying when I found it and, like, bringing it to him and just being like, how could you do this? I thought it was, like, the equivalent of cheating, and he briefly explained to me that, like, no, this is pornography, and adults look at it sometimes, and it's okay. It's not a bad thing. And it was a brief explanation, but as my life went on and I got a little older, I remember like when there was a a computer in the midst of our house, like on the Google search, typing in boobs and seeing what came up (laughs) and feeling very much confused, but also kind of excited about this thing that I didn't have a lot of information on, but I knew that like there was 
all these adults out there participating in this thing. And it was very much like out of reach, but like still present in my life. And it created this energy where I was curious, but also like ashamed of it in a way. Like I knew I could not be found looking at it because it was very bad. Yeah. It sparks a feeling of rebellion. It's like, we're all so curious and we're getting all these different messages about sex and about what it should sound like and what it might look like and what it might feel like. And yet we're still so developing in our own bodies and in our own relationship to intimacy and to pleasure that it's so easy to get just wrapped up in this curiosity to the point of feeling like we have to hide it because we can't make sense of it yet. So we have to hide our excitement about it because it's not something that's talked about openly. At least in my house, it definitely wasn't. So we seek out teachings about it and we learn about it on our own terms. And I feel like the sexual education that's out there is so not what we're needing when we're at that so age. Lacking. <laughs> I know for me, pornography was my first form of sex education. And that is a confusing place to learn about sex and intimacy from. Yeah. So much misrepresentation and misinformation about how like a man just puts his hands or not even a man, but a person puts his hands on a woman's body and she's overcome with pleasure and she's orgasming over and over again and caught in the throes of such pleasure. And then you get into like your actual sexual experience as a young woman. And I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday. Like it's really easy to think there's something wrong with your body because like you're going through these sexual acts, expecting orgasms to just happen to you. And and at least in my experience, it wasn't the case. And I would oftentimes be pretending that I was feeling more sexual pleasure than I was because I thought that was sexy. I thought that was hot. It's what I saw in the porn that we watched. And um, it just oftentimes led to experiences where I was focusing on trying to do a good job for the other person and not really experiencing a lot of satisfaction within my own self or even pleasure. Yeah, it's so easy to get lost in the other person's pleasure. And I too spent like the majority of my younger sexual experiences just so focused on pleasing the other person, not even in tune at all with how I was feeling, what I was wanting, what I was needing, just trying to be this body that was pleasuring this other person. And when that person was pleasured and came and finished, then I did a good job. And then I was successful in our sexual interaction. And there was just no sense of what feels good for me? What am I wanting? What makes me feel empowered in my pleasure? Those were questions that came much later down the line and that I'm still learning about. Sexual desires change so much just depending on whether we're pleasuring ourselves, whether we're opening up to a partner, what the dynamic in that partnership looks like. Desires evolve. They have definitely evolved and morphed for me as well. Yeah, especially like if you're in a committed relationship with somebody and you have been together for years, you know, it it does make sense that, you know, over time you might want to explore new things and it doesn't mean that things aren't pleasurable the way they are, but like you're a human being, you're 
ever evolving, ever growing, ever changing and your desires and what pleases you will grow and change too. Yeah. And I think we experience a lot of shame around our desires often, especially when they're out of the norm or quote unquote, not politically correct. And it's a fine line between being willing to step outside of the things that we're told that we should and shouldn't do to make space to experience our biggest expression of pleasure. And for me, that, that's been a complicated journey because a lot of the things that I see in porn when I was younger, I felt like those were my sexual desires. Like I wanted to be mistreated and I wanted to just be this little thing existing for this other person. And and I mistook a lot of what I was seeing for, oh, that must be my, my desires in sex. It was almost as if they were transplanted in me because I didn't quite have the experience under my belt of practicing questioning what actually are my desires and what do I want. And so I feel like unlearning some of the things that we are downloaded with to create space for exploration and to leave the shame behind and really be able to feel into our body what feels desirable and pleasurable. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of empowerment lies, whether you have someone like a a monogamous partner or whether you're having sex with someone casually, I think that letting your pleasure be a priority in your empowerment and whatever that looks like for you, it's so necessary because, you know, whether you're with one person or whether you're just exploring something with someone new, letting this person know what feels good to you and being authentic in that is the only way you're going to really feel pleasure with this person. And if you, if you feel called to explore like sexual experiences with this person, then like, I feel like your pleasure should be a priority in that. And I think that a lot of times, at least in my, in my journey, I really put my pleasure on the back burner and like just always led this person to believe that they were doing a good job and that like I was coming, even if I wasn't like I used to often fake orgasms. And I know that a lot of women do this. It's almost been like trained, you know, because you think of this person that you're sharing yourself with and you don't want them to feel bad, but it shouldn't be something that makes someone feel bad. You know, like there can be open communication about it in a way that's empowering for both parties. And I think it's really important that we don't lead people astray, like just pretending that something feels good. That's not helpful for them. And it's not helpful for you. You're not going to feel the pleasure you want. And they're thinking they're doing a good job when, <laughs> you know, maybe they're not and they'd like to be. So like we can help our sexual partners bring us pleasure by empowering them with information, empowering them with what we know about our body. Yeah, and the truth is, we all know how to pleasure ourselves best. We might explore with other people. We might explore with toys, with scenarios. But at the end of the day, I know what sensation my body needs to orgasm, to experience full, full, full pleasure. And 
I love what you said about empowering our partners with information because we can't assume that they know and really they won't know unless we communicate what is and isn't working. And I think that there's this belief from movies and things like that, that pausing in a moment of sexual intensity and being like, hey, could you maybe move your hand over here and rub a little faster, like breaks the moment or takes away from the magic or potentially hurts that other person's ego, admitting that, yeah, maybe you don't know exactly how to pleasure me without my communication around it. But honestly, that's all stuff that we need to unlearn. Like, it's okay to be in the moment and be hot and bothered and be communicating about what is and isn't working and asking for what we want and need and how powerful to be in tune with that in a moment of such heightened emotions and heightened sensations and to still be able to communicate exactly what we're wanting and needing. That's that's powerful trust with the other person and empowered embodiment within ourselves. Yes, I agree. And I too feel that we are the ones who know our bodies best. And I also know that not everybody like spends a lot of time with themselves in that way. Not everybody masturbates on a regular basis. And I think there's a lot of like conflicting messages out there about what masturbation is and like what it means. And I like really hope that we can shift the narrative to be more a story of like masturbation is me spending time with my body, exploring it, finding pleasure within myself, not needing someone outside of myself to feel that sweet sensation that I can bring. And like, if you aren't that familiar with these things, that's 100% okay. And I would encourage you to take some time to explore and see what feels good. Like talking to a friend yesterday, she was saying that like, it's amazing how different all of our bodies are and how one thing that works for one person might not feel good at all for another. And we don't know until we try it, try it out and see hmm, do I like when I touch my nipples? Do I like when I get spanked on the butt? I don't know, but let's see. Let's see how it feels for me. Let's see what really gets me going. And then we can share the information with these people we share ourselves with from a place of knowing. Like, ooh, Mm. that's not really my thing, but try this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, masturbation. I love masturbation. (laughs) It's definitely something that used to feel very private, that used to feel embarrassing to talk about. And now I really feel comfortable talking about it pretty openly. We have been sharing experiences in our house with different vibrators we've been using and bringing a sense of playfulness (laughs) into it. Like different vibrators have different modes and speeds and Sometimes when you're using them in the dark and you turn it on, it's like, (laughs) and getting to know even with these toys, like what feels good? Do I like this? Is this too much? And I know for me in my partnership, it has been so transformational to release shame around masturbation and to celebrate that oh my God, you have this part of yourself that you know exactly what to do to have a beautiful orgasm. And I have this part within myself. And to be able to 
do that to myself with myself in my partner's presence has been so powerful and beautiful and to not feel shameful around like oh he's pleasuring himself with me here does that mean I'm not doing it well or he doesn't want me but instead just to be there with that experience and realize that masturbation doesn't have to be something that we do with the doors closed and no one around and never speaking about it. And instead, like Kayla said, it's this sacred time of us getting to know ourselves and learning about ourselves and really feeling into the nitty gritty, all the different sensations within our parts that are so powerful. Yeah, I really love masturbation. I do too. It is definitely a good time. (laughs) Um, One thing that came to mind when you were sharing about that is there's a book and it's called Pussy, A Reclamation. Mm. And many of you have heard of it, but it's talking about how there's a lot of messages out there that bring a lot of shame in a woman's body around her pussy and thinking that her pussy's not beautiful or it doesn't work right or you know and just shifting the perspective perspective to be like wow this is a magical fucking beautiful part of me it's like a portal that can bring life into the world but not only that like it allows me to experience so much pleasure like the deepest kind of connection with others like Our pussy is something that we should celebrate. And when we do, like, she loves to be celebrated. She loves to be recognized and admired. And, like, she likes when people take their time with her, not rushing her, (laughs) forcing her to get to a place she's not yet ready to go. Like, so just shifting the perspective and, like, getting comfortable with, with our pussy and how beautiful it is and how unique it is and how no matter what it looks like, no matter what colors or shapes or sizes are present, it is a beautiful gift. Such a gift. And also one thing that I've realized in the last (laughs) year is I really hadn't spent much time looking at my pussy and I mean, looking down at it, maybe, but I'm talking full frontal in the mirror, spreading it out. (laughs) What shades do I have on the inside? And I had an experience that I've shared with some of you before at Burning Man where we did a pussy puja and gazed into the vaginas of many different women. And just, we were curious. We sat in front of each other and we said, look, mine does this. And (laughs) oh my God, you have hair there and those colors there. Wow. It was just like childlike wonder. And it was so healing to not be told damn, that pussy's nice or something insulting about the fact that my pussy is a darker brown, like, and just have these other women looking at my, my pussy from a place of wonder and knowing that I can do that with myself too. And that is something that I try and do somewhat regularly in front of the mirror, really just also pairing with masturbation, like masturbating to myself, masturbating to my power and feeling orgasming to my potential and my possibility and that goes hand in hand with releasing this shame around feeling like self-centered or that we're conceited or obsessed with ourselves. it is a gift to know our inner workings to pay attention to all of our unique beauty and offerings in different ways there's nothing nothing self-centered about that it's beautiful it is and 
I feel like this sexual empowerment that we're talking about, this empowerment within our bodies, it goes hand in hand with sexual healing. And I know that for many women, we have had experiences that created a lot of pain or shame around being in our bodies and sharing our bodies with other people. And we don't really feel like we have enough time to get into that part, this very present part of sex and sexuality and pleasure. But just knowing that if you're not necessarily feeling all of this stuff in your body right now, when you try to experience pleasure on your own, or when you share your body with another person, that you're not alone in that. And that we've had to do a lot of work to get to the place that we're at. Like, I've had my own fair share of negative experiences with people I've trusted, people I chose to share myself with. And it's taken a lot of work within myself and work with people I've trusted to feel like I've come to a place in my body where that pleasure is the first thing that comes to mind. And I feel like it's not always like sunshines and rainbows, you know? It's not always going to be this incredibly ecstatic experience, but our body is like our first home, and we have time with ourselves, and we can spend time with ourselves trying to give ourselves whatever we need, and it does take asking ourselves, you know, what does feel good for me? What would empower me in this moment? And whatever that answer is for you, go towards that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That really resonates. Kayla and I were talking about that earlier of like, of course, talking about sex and masturbation and all these different things can have this lighthearted, playful, exciting energy. And also it can be really challenging and dark and triggering as well. So we wanted to hold space for that and just acknowledge that, it isn't always easy to have a positive approach towards sex, and that's okay. And I think a really healing practice, no matter what your sexual experiences and sexual traumas have been, is to try and come back to that original space of you and your body and just exploring how do I take care of myself, not even sexually, just how do I be intimate with myself? How do I build a safe space within my body if that's been taken from me or if that feels like a really challenging thing to do? Just spending nurturing, loving time with ourselves is a great place to start. And also, one thing that I did about a year ago, I made a list of every single individual who has ever penetrated my body, and a lot of those experiences were very negative, and I didn't want to go there. They were either just somewhat forced upon me, or I was very disembodied, under the influence of many things, whatever it was, and... I tried to do a little ceremony around each person to release them from my body. So for me, writing is a big expression, form of expression. And it was super hard to write 
letters of release and letters of letting go to these different people and sexual experiences. But for me, it was more giving myself permission and reminding myself that just because they were once physically inside of me does not mean that I have to carry around their energy or have to carry around that experience with me or carry it forward into my sexual experiences to come. So I really encourage people to try and sit with that of how can I release? How can I release that energy that maybe felt so violating to me, knowing that it's not yours to carry? Mm, I love that idea of creating a ritual around that release. It's something that I feel like many of us could hold space for doing because just in the younger years, like just with so much misinformation and so much like mistrust and so much misunderstanding of what sex is and what it can be, it leads to experiences that aren't fulfilling or sometimes that even feel violating. And I too have had like my fair share of experiences and I feel very grateful that I've continued on a path of healing and holding space for what has happened in my past and not blaming myself, not feeling that I was responsible for any of the negative experiences that happened to me. Like, yes, I was there and I was within those experiences, but the ways that maybe I felt mistreated or the pain that they brought me, I do not feel I'm to blame for that. And that was something it took me a while to wrap my head around. But I just want to pass the message along to you that for any negative experiences that have happened to you when you thought you could trust somebody or you thought you were just having a good time and it didn't work out that way, that's not your fault. And I hope you can find a way to release any sense of responsibility in those situations. Mm, let's all take a deep breath together. <sighs> yeah. Sex is very complicated, whether that's coping and releasing things from our past that do not sit well whether that's getting to know what does work, communicating with ourselves, with our partners. Sex is complicated, and we both feel that it's something that should be talked about more. It's something that there should be more different types of education around, and it should be more normalized. And we're doing our part in that by sharing our experiences, by opening up conversations with any of you who any of this that sits or that sparks something or that you're curious to learn more about, Kayla and I really are pretty open books with mm -hmm. our experiences, all of our life experiences. And we love to share and we love to drop in and we love to connect over it. So we encourage you to sit with what's been talked about, spend some time with yourself, getting to know yourself, asking yourself, what feels good for me? What type of pleasure do I enjoy? What am I curious about? And holding a space of pure curiosity for yourself, allowing whatever comes up to come up.
Mm-hmm. Pleasure can be found in so many forms. And we're just here as this reminder that you deserve to feel pleasure. You deserve to enjoy your experience. And whatever that looks like for you, we honor you in your exploration of that, in your expression of that, in asking for what you want and what you need, knowing that that is always okay. And if it's not well received, then maybe finding someone else to express that to and share that with because you deserve to have people around you who are mirroring back to you that yes, we want to see you feeling pleasure. We want to see you enjoying yourself. We want to see you feeling safe and embodied as you explore these beautiful, complex situations. It's it's one of the most wonderful things that we can experience in our life is pleasure and that ecstasy that comes with, you know, fully embodying ourselves and feeling that divine energy flow through us. And however you find that, like kudos keep going for it i want to see you in all of your pleasure kudos kudos sister (laughs) yeah at the end of the day we are all responsible for our own sexual pleasure and we are responsible for getting to know ourselves for exploring that part of our lives and our life experience and It is such an empowering thing to step into that and say yes to your own pleasure, say yes to your own experience, say yes to an intimate relationship with yourself. It's there for all of us if we so choose to pay attention and to bring an energy of curiosity to. Thank you so much for being here. This episode was nice and juicy. We love you all so much. We invite you to spend some pleasurable time with yourself today in whatever way that that resonates with you. Thank you for being here. We love you all so, so, so much. So much love. So much pleasure. All right. (laughs) Stay sacred. Stay sensual. thank you for listening to this episode of what is sacred we so appreciate your time and energy if you're interested in receiving more sacred sister offerings or would like to show us some support please consider becoming a member on patreon the link is in the episode description that's all for now tune in next week for another episode we love you so much Thank mm-hmm. you.